Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Flea Flicker. I am your host, Sean Murray, and I want to welcome you back. Uh, once again, as I always start from the top of my podcast, for any of those viewers who are with me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for joining me, and uh, please come on back. And for those viewers who have been with me from day one, I want to thank you for joining me, and I hope you continue to come on back. As I've stated in podcasts, in previous podcasts and previous episodes before, I want to uh, thank all those who are all over the globe. I've had, you know, viewers from the good old U.S. of A. to Germany, uh, Thailand, United Kingdom, and so, you know, a couple of other places. Like I've tried to do, I want to broaden my horizons. I want to get it out there. So I want you to tell your family, your friends, roommates, Whatever the case, neighbors, whatever the case might be, please get this podcast out there. Now, granted, I might not be a Skip Bayless, Colin Cowherd, or any other people, any other uh, podcast experts or guys who do a great job in what they do. I'm not going to compare myself to them. I'm very far from it. Everybody is like an armchair quarterback, you can say. Everybody's got an opinion. As they say, it's a free country. Some people might like your opinion. Some people might not like your opinion. Some people might think you're you're onto something. Some people may think, well, you're the dumbest person I know. Whatever the case might be, for those who have who do listen to this podcast, I want to say thank you for wherever you're listening from, wherever country you're from. I want to thank you for doing so. As we all know, the NFL draft is now what ten days ten days away. It's hard to believe it's almost here. If you're a football fan, you get excited. Like I said in the last episode, those teams they're bringing the uh, they're bringing the prospects in. In they're talking to them. So many different rumors about so many prospects going into talk to many different teams as as coaches, uh, executives, ownership. Everybody wants to see if this guy will fit fit what you're trying to build. In your organization, and it should be, it should be a very fun time these next ten days as the prospects continue to come in. Whether you're a projected as number one prospect or you're a guy that's simply trying to make try to make some make a team, doesn't matter what position you're on, whether you're a quarterback or maybe you're a kicker. A lot of kickers don't get drafted, obviously, but last year there was one kicker that did make a difference, and that was from the Cincinnati Bengals, Evan McPherson. Certainly made a difference on his team last year. Certainly in the playoffs, most definitely. I know kickers don't get a lot of glamour. Punters don't get a lot of glamour. Many, many years ago, Al Davis took a chance on, drafted a guy early, Ray Guy. And Ray Guy, some consider him the greatest punter in the history of the game. They, he was a Hall of Famer. Kickers don't get drafted high. But Al Davis took a chance on a guy that later, John Kowski. And look, and look what that got him. He had a pretty long, productive career in the NFL. But again, that's Al Davis for you, right? Al knows how to do do, to do that stuff. Al's always been a, a thinker outside the box, right? But let's not waste any more time. We've we've talked about trying to get more people to listen to this podcast and. You know, I picked up like a, a couple more view, viewers, at least more, a couple of Twitter followers. 
And I do appreciate that. I do appreciate people from Twitter or, or Facebook or wherever they come from. I do want to, you know, thank them for listening to the podcast. But let's jump right into something. Let's let's talk about uh, one of the things, the biggest buzz is going on right now. At least one of them is Kyler Murray. Now, the word is going around that Kyler Murray may not report to camp, may not participate in any off-season activity whatsoever until he gets a new contract. Well, until he gets... Well, I guess you could say he gets a new contract. I believe he's on the last year of his rookie contract, and he wants to be paid. Now, certainly, certainly the pressure is certainly on the Cardinals because, again, Aaron Rodgers just got paid, just got paid, and now he's eyes paid quarterback in the league. Patrick Mahomes got paid, was it last season? They came Josh Allen. He got paid. Derek Carr just got paid last week. Now the quarterbacks are getting paid. And now Kyle Murray wants to be included in that in that upper echelon. Now, Kyle Murray's one. Lamar Jackson does not have a new does not have a new contract. He's going to his rookie, his rookie contract. And not saying to the point is Kyle Kyler's done a pretty has done a pretty decent job since he's come into the NFL. He's, he, he's done a good job. Now, a lot of things do not go good for Ky- for Kyler. The simple fact is, I think it was early, what was it, about a couple of months ago, wasn't it, that, that he had taken himself off of Instagram and he, you know, he's taking all the photos. He had taken down the Cardinals, I guess photos of him in a, in a Cardinal uniform, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's what it was. And now, and now this he wants to he wants to get paid. And now there's been a buzz. Uh, there's been a buzz going around that maybe the Cardinals will trade Kyler Murray. For the Cardinal fans, I'll say this: you certainly need a Kyler Murray to run that offense. Now I get you. Say, well, you know, what about Colt McCoy? Well, Colt McCoy did his job last year. He kept the Cardinals afloat until Kyler Murray got back. Now. You can make the argument that Kyle Murray wasn't hitting on a lot when he came back from being injured. And you can certainly make that case. But before he got hurt, Kyle was, he might have been, what, top three? Some say he could have been the top guy in, in the MVP voting before he got hurt. You can make that argument. Now, when he came back, I know when he came back, I know DeAndre Hopkins wasn't that wasn't wasn't there, and that was his go-to guy. He was not there. Now, AJ Green, who is who has re-signed a one-year deal with him. Now AJ did have kind of some of a resurgence with the Cardinals. And then uh, Christian Kirk had a good had a pretty decent year last year, but Christian's not a number one receiver. And now he's gone off to he's gone to Jacksonville where he's making lots and lots of money with Jacksonville and Jacksonville feels that he's gonna be maybe that number one receiver that that they're looking for. Now I know that uh everybody's uh for maybe a couple of games, Rondell Moore was one of the hottest highest receivers 
last year at, coming out of the draft. He was a hot receiver coming from uh, University of Purdue. He had his he had some games where people thought this guy was going to really take off. Now, when you look at coming back this year, yes, Hopkins should hopefully will be healthy. AJ has returned. You got Rondell Moore. Those are your top three guys. Now, I wouldn't be totally surprised. I don't really believe that the Cardinals would take a first round draft pick on a receiver. I don't think so. I think they'll go in a different direction. Maybe some offensive line, another offensive lineman. I can see maybe working on maybe maybe another cornerback. I can see maybe a linebacker as a possibility as well. Now, now some people believe that Kyler Murray has gone about it maybe the wrong way. That Kyler has not, in so many people's eyes, me and Kyler has not proved himself quite yet. But like I just stated, I, I just said probably two, three minutes ago, let's be honest. The Cardinals need Kyler Murray, and they know that. Because let's be honest with you, in this year's draft, Kyler Murray is better than pretty much anybody in that NFL draft. Now, I don't know about next year so much so, but I think Kyler's probably better than what they've got in next year's draft. Now, the thing is, is how much money do you pay a Kyler Murray? Now, can I compare him to Aaron Rodgers? No. Can I compare him to Patrick Mahomes? No. Can I compare him to Josh Allen? I can't even compare him to Josh Allen. Can you compare him to Derek Carr, maybe? No. I think Derek Carr's a little bit better than Kyler Murray. So now it comes to the point is where, if you do extend his contract, where does Kyler Murray fit into that realm? In some people's eyes, Kyler Murray has super succeeded. Nobody expected. Everybody expected Kyler's too short. He's too small. He's going to get crushed and creamed. Now, to be honest with you, to some degree, yes. That was part of his problem last year. He got crushed. He got hit pretty well. And I think that's, he got hit hard. That's why he did miss some games. Because, mainly because of that. But Kyle, you know, but Kyle's also going to scramble. He doesn't mind taking that hit. But we go back to the point is the Cardinals are not going to get anywhere without Kyle Murray. And like I said, Colt McCoy, he may throw me a game or two, but Colt's not a guy that can. That's going to be a guy that you play, put in for a full 17 games. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of teams that would get on the phone and call the Cardinals and say, hey, we're going to take big Kyler Murray. And he's going to look around the NFL. Don't you think Washington would want him? I'd rather have Kyler Murray than maybe, um, I would certainly I'd rather have him than Carson Wentz. What about the Giants calling? Yeah, you're certainly not calling Murray over Daniel Jones. Obviously, who wouldn't? If Detroit called, yeah, I think Kyle Murray would hurt Jared Goff easily. What about what about if he went to the Carolina Panthers? Well, yeah, he's an upgrade over Sam Donald. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you can go on and on. What about the Seattle Seahawks? Now, Grant, even though you want to trade one division, but can you see Kyler Murray fitting in with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett? Well, yeah, I can see that. Talk about how, talk about how Seattle would be very interesting. But 
Oh, so that's that's not gonna happen. Pittsburgh Arena. What do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Pittsburgh Steelers? You want Kyle Murray? Oh, absolutely. They would take Kyle Murray in a heartbeat. If you have this Colts have a guy you have a guy you Matt Ryan, do you think they'd be interested in Kyle Murray? Yes, of course they would be. Now there's teams there's teams in the NFL that would knock on your door and say, Hey, we want Kyle Murray. But to be honest with you, I don't see the Cardinals trading him. I know there's buzz. People say, well, yeah, he, he could very well get traded. But maybe Kyle Murray's trying to trade get himself traded out of out of Arizona. And could that be a case? That could well be a case where Kyle just wants out of, out of Arizona. Now Kyle has shown has shown improvement. But maybe Kyle, maybe Kyle feels that after a while, maybe Arizona's not gonna want to fit anymore. Now Kingsbury is Kingsbury has done a pretty good job of getting, you know, of using Kyler's instincts, his tools, what makes Kyler Murray tick. And and he's done he's done that. But Cam, the biggest question mark is gonna be for this. If they keep him, what's gonna be the money? Do the do the Cardinals management cave in? Do they say, you know what, Colin? We're not gonna worry about this. We're gonna let Colt be our quarterback. If we got to, we'll show you. We'll go draft a quarterback. Well, I don't see anybody in the first round they're gonna draft. Then you gotta go find somebody who maybe had the skill sets. Maybe Sam Howard, Sam Howard from the University of North Carolina, maybe he fits that skill set. But I'm interested to see the Cardinals. Do they give in? Do they give in? Do they tell Kyler? Do they sit Kyler down and say, okay, let's come to some kind of agreement? Or do they make a promise to Kyler that maybe during the season, yeah, come on in, play during the season, let's talk about a contract extension. Is that possible? That exists as well. But like I said, there's plenty of teams who would want Kyle Murray. There's plenty of teams who would love to have Kyle Murray. But Kyle sees it. Kyle sees it on the wall. He sees that, hey, all these other quarterbacks, they're getting their money. Now it's time for me to get my money. I'm going to lash in my rookie contract. I want that money. Lamar Jackson, he wants that money. And if you look at it, you gotta look at it. Baker Mayfield's making what 18, 19 million dollars this year. He may well be what a third string quarterback at best for the Cleveland Browns this, this this year. But again, I'm interested to see what the Cardinals do. Well, I mean, I, maybe the Cardinals will play. Maybe the Cardinals will play chicken. But Kyle Murray says, "Oh, you want to sit out? Go ahead and sit out. We'll we'll roll we'll roll with Colt McCoy." We'll roll with James Conner. We got Hopkins. We got AJ Green back. Rondell Moore. We can find that. Zach Ertz has resigned. You know what? We got enough weapons. We think we can do we can do something without you. But my guess is, like I said, Colt McCoy is fine for the first for the because he played a couple of decent games for you, but, but Colt McCoy is not a guy that you can put in there 
for a full 17 games, he's going to get you the playoffs. I don't think so. You know, as far as the division goes, the Rams and 49ers are probably the top dogs in that division. Cardinals are probably the third best, and Seattle brings up the rear. But maybe Kyle, maybe, you know, maybe Kyle sees something wrong with the ball. Maybe Kyle feels that the Cardinals are always going to come up short. Maybe he feels that the, that the Cardinals boss is not doing enough. And that's been a tricky thing because now quarterbacks, quarterbacks work some say-so in personal matter, personal matter. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, we all know Aaron Rodgers this past season, this past season, he was on a personal say-so. He got, he got his good friend Randall Cobb back. He tried to convince, I mean, he tried to convince him to do other, other things. He wanted to play Matthews, I believe he wanted him back, I believe. I believe he wanted him back. To help out as far as pass rush for the Packers, so thanks, thanks, but no thanks on that one. And Russell Wilson, there was rumors that Russell Wilson wants to say so, and the Seattle Seahawks want to say, well, certainly rumors about that. And well, Tom Brady's won seven Super Bowl rings, and Tom Brady has gone, Tom Schroeder's gone to management. He's gone to other players, hey, come on in, come on to these atmosphere. You know, Tom Brady's got what he, he's pretty much got what he wanted when he could Tampa Bay or just about, as far as players go. You know, maybe, you know, my guess is maybe Kyle Murray is taking lessons from them. Maybe he wants some say-so say so on the matter. Maybe he says, well, hey, you got this guy out there. Let me go get, let me, let's see if we can go get him. I mean, as far as receivers, there's one guy in particular right out, out there now that's, could be interesting. That would be one Jarvis Landry. Now, I don't know where Jarvis Landry would fit into the situation. Hopkins is certainly number one. Hopkins, for the first time in his career, was dinged up. He was hurt last year. You know, Hopkins is probably still in the top five receivers in his league if he's completely healthy. Still is. But maybe, maybe Murray sees something. Maybe Murray sees that Hopkins is more beat up than people are letting on. And A.J. Green, well, A.J. Green's not what he used to be when he first started the Cincinnati Bengals. He's far from it. Because you got a beat up DeAndre Hopkins, and A.J. Green is not what he once was. Yeah, and Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz, I believe, was at 33. I think when the season begins or something like that. And James Conner, James Conner had a good year last year, but James Conner's had a history of injuries. Now, I think he did miss, what, maybe a game last year or two. But he got 18, he had 18 total touchdowns last year. Simply, simply amazing number. And can James Conner repeat that performance? My guess is he probably won't get 18 touchdowns again this season. If he can get maybe 10 or 11, maybe he's probably doing more. Better than you would think he would. But James Conner had a history of injuries. And Kyle Murray last year was okay there. I'm looking at James's track record. He gets injured a lot. Hopkins is getting dinged up. AJ Green is not what he once was. Rondell Moore has potential, but I don't know. He's not going to be a number one receiver. Maybe he's going to be a number two receiver. Maybe he'll be a number three receiver at best in his league. 
maybe Tyler Sue sends. He said, you know what? I want out and I want to go to a team that has a chance to be, you know, to be a legitimate contender. And Kyle Sue's and all this stuff. I mean, they had a chance last year to make it over the top. And then the Jays come and they wanted JJ Watt. But JJ got hurt last year. You know, then they Kyle Sue stop and said, you know, he knows something, sees something that, you know, that we don't see. And then Kyle feels that, you know, I'd be interested in seeing if I'm paying the guy to need money. And then Kyle maybe says, you know what? I don't want to pay the future of this franchise ahead of me. I need to get out of here. And there were some teams that need Kyle now. And I'm sure for Kyle, some of the teams I mentioned, Kyle probably wants to go to because he knows the quarterback situation. But again, I'm interested to see if Cardinals bought chicken, because obviously the Cardinals are right now, Kyle Murray is playing with four aces, and I believe he believes that the Cardinals will bluff him, that the Cardinals will give him his contract, whatever the number is, agent size, the numbers of that contract. And then again, maybe Maybe the Cardinals will hold my cards. Maybe they have that much confidence in a guy like Hope McCoy. Maybe they have confidence in somebody in this this in the draft that would take could easily take Kyle Murray's place. But I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see who, which one does chicken first. Will it be the Cardinals? Or will it be Kyle Murray? Time will tell. We shall see. Now, where I was saying the subject of, well, money, as they say, money makes the world go round. One saying, another one of people say, well, money is the root of all, of all evil, which in a way I've never really understood that theory. Money is the root of all evil. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately anybody can tell you anywhere you need money to feed, your, feed yourself or feed your family, you need money to provide the roof over your head. You need money for a car that you might be driving in to work and home and so forth and so forth. You need money for just about everything. Nothing's free of money. Now, now the subject brought up now, speaking, well, again, we're speaking about money, and now we've got wide receivers that only, that won't be paid well, I can't say they won't be paid like quarterbacks, but maybe some how they feel they deserve to be paid like quarterbacks. But now, receivers won't be paid the big dollars. Now, Devontae Adams wanted the big money, and he got he got money. He got what he wanted from from the Las Vegas Raiders, but he had to be traded to get that. And now we've got a bunch of second-year players that might pull with Kyle Murray and might not show up to camp enough if they get a fat, get that contract. Now, one guy happens to be Tennessee Titans, A.J. Dillon. Uh, A.J. has said that he will not do any off-season workouts or short for any off-season programs presented for him by the Tennessee Titans unless he gets a new contract. Now, A.J., you know, A.J., was hurt a little bit last year, but he, he was productive. There's no doubt about it. AJ has been very productive since he has joined the Tennessee Titans in the NFL. 
Christmas wine that Nancy wants to pay quite well. Now, I don't think AJ's going to get the Devontae Adams type of money because Devontae Adams for the last seven years has proved to be maybe the best receiver in football. He can give you another RB mark on it. That's cool. But I think a lot of things, but I think a lot of front office people and ownership of different teams are taking a look at one Michael Thomas. Take a look at Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas put in incredible numbers. The Seahawks takes about 300 balls a year or something like that. Some ridiculous amount of passes he was catching. And then once he got his contract, things went south. He got hurt. And Michael, Michael Thomas was a shell, a shell of himself. What about old Antonio Brown? Well, Antonio Brown played out of his mind. But what happened when he got his money, he became, I guess he became a trigger right for some to, to a lot of teams. And then that traded to the Raiders. And then he became shot back to the Raiders. Then went to the Patriots and lasted one game. Then he goes to Tampa Bay. And then, of course, the explosion of, of Antonio Brown last year. So now, with guys like Michael Thomas, with guys like Antonio Brown, there have been talks of why you want to pay a receiver that much money. Now I don't, I can't, I can't remember how much Antonio Brown is is, is he making per season. I'm sure he's making, I'm sure he's making probably over twenty million, like twenty one, twenty two million a year, something like something like that. Because the Raiders have got the money tied up now on Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Now, again, it gets to the point where, again, Colin Kyle Murray here is where do you, where do you want to pay now? What do you think A.J. Brown is worth? He's not certainly worth Devontae Adams money because Devontae's done it for the last three or four years and been pretty consistent in what he's done. Now, AJ, I think AJ, AJ kind of struggled in his rookie year when he just picked it, but he just picked it up and he was playing extremely well. And he was certainly the number one receiver by far for the Tennessee Titans. But we all know that the offense that runs through one Derrick Henry, it looks like he was on his way to being the NFL rushing champion last year again until he got hurt. And then when, he, they need, when they need AJ Brown to step up, he got hurt. And AJ's getting picked up, uh, starting to pick up towards the end of the season. Yeah, Grant Ryan Tannehill played horrible last year. I mean, you can, if you want to make the argument for AJ Brown that Ryan Tannehill didn't play his capability, you can do so. You can say, well, maybe Derrick Henry getting hurt put more pressure on AJ Brown. Well, that certainly is the truth there. But I would give, I'd give Mike Vrabel and Stan credit. It didn't matter who they plugged in. They plugged in a couple of, a couple of guys that they seen to produce. They went Derrick Henry, obviously, but they did produce. Julio Jones was supposed to come in and supposed to solidify the number two spot receiver. I mean, I mean Julio was on the field, what, maybe two games maybe for the team all last year, maybe three if you're lucky. Certainly, certainly was A.J. Brown. Was probably get paid 
money. He's got, I, I think Tennessee keeps him now, maybe a pay him on Now, the front office, they have certainly denied that. Uh, they have, yeah, they denied that. Well, I think they haven't denied it. I think they're back. I think there has been a buzz and rumors going around that um, people have called the Tennessee Titans about A.J. Brown. You know, John Robinson has kind of laughed in their face and said, no, we're not trading A.J. Brown. And I don't blame John Robinson because A.J. Brown is your best receiver. And you need a guy like that to try to go to the next level. Now, again, this is again, how much do you pay A.J. Brown? Well, I don't know. But do you pay him $15 million a year? I don't know. That's going to be a very interesting case. Now, Samuel, Samuel the 49ers, again, he's in the same boat. He's not going to participate in any off-season program or anything that the 49ers want to put on for him. Now, young man had an incredible year last year. He got used by, by Kyle Shanahan to a tilt. He did very well. But you got to remember before that, he was kind of injured prone and didn't put up numbers. And last year, he finally put up, he finally put up some solid numbers. Now, to me, that is a concern to me. Now, I'm sure he wants to get paid top dollar, top dollar, like the A.J. Brown wants to get paid. Now, to me, no, he is not worth more $20 million. But what, but what is the buck stopping him? He had one good year, which was last year. He stayed healthy, which was last year. After the most, he stayed healthy. How much do you pay? Yeah, granted, I understand. He was the jack of all trades. He was everything to the 49ers last year. He needs to step up his game. When Bill Kittle got hurt, he missed, you know, missed a little bit of time. And Brandon Ayuk, it took him... It took him until maybe about half, took him about late in the season for he start, finally started to come around. Now, Blaise Staley, there was times where he was the running game, he was the receiving core, he was a little bit of everything for the 49ers. But can he, you know, but will the 49ers brass pay him the money? And see, that's the thing, because I think last year, he ran well, caught the ball well, he did this, he did that. He did everything for me against the 49ers, against again, and Calvin Moore. But can he, you know, but he's not worth Devontae Adams' money by far. And will you, you know, and I don't know whether the 49ers paid him that much money or not. That's a situation that's hard to understand. But I'm sure the Fortnite's brass, I'm sure John Lynch, they'll sit down, they'll have to come up with something. Because if you lose a talent, you lose a talent like that, it's gonna hurt really look at it, it hurts. But again, he's not worth twenty million dollars. And that's only one year he produced. Now Terry McLean from Washington now. The rumors are that Terry will come to camp. He will do whatever whatever he can to help Washington get back on his winning ways. 
and he has to work with yet another quarterback in Carson Wentz. Now, to me, Adley, to Julian, had just mentioned, Terry McLean may be, may be the most underrated player. To be honest with you, if you look at the numbers, Terry may be better than the two of them. I mean, for, for what Terry has done, he's done an excellent job. Would I give him much of a chance when he came in to Washington? But he's, he has super exceeded everybody's expectations. When he puts up a thousand yards, heck, he put up a thousand yards last season. With uh, I think uh, Joe Blow from the um, from the University of Off the Street, and he still produced, and he still produced, produced for them. Because you know, again, everybody, everybody's defense keys on Terry McLean because he was the only weapon they had last year as far as receivers went. Now, the running game, it was, the running game did very well last year for Washington. But the point was, I mean, they got, they're supposed to have gotten Curtis Samuel to take the pressure off of uh, McLean. That didn't work out. He got, you know, he got hurt. And I mean, he was hurt most of the season anyway. Well, Hansen has been in the NFL, especially from the Washington. He has been everything I've asked of him and maybe more. Now, I'm not saying Terry McLean should earn $20 million or $21 million plus, but Terry could have an argument, a better argument than A.J. Brown. But yeah, he may have a better argument. He might, he might, yeah, he certainly has a better argument, and maybe he should have gotten paid the most money. Now, maybe, maybe Terry can come in so I should get paid 13 or 14 million because, because of the crappy quarterback play you gave me. Terry might say, well, darn, darn, if I had Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes throwing me the ball, maybe, yeah, or maybe Tom Brady, maybe I'd have, yeah, maybe I'd have even better numbers and then you would pay me the big bucks. So I'm sure Terry, and I'm sure others are probably sitting back and saying, sounds a little better. If Christian Kirk can get paid this amount of money, then I should get paid way more than that. And I can't argue. Christian Kirk, listen, Christian Kirk hasn't really done much since he's in the NFL. But Terry McClain can sit back and say, well, I've done this and I've done a little bit of this. He can say, well, at least he's got Colin Murray throwing the ball. Who I had to who who you give me to throw the ball to? Now to me, it it would be hard. To me, Terry can go in and make fifteen or sixteen million plus. Uh, he can make fifteen or sixteen million a year, and maybe I can't complain because Terry's been underrated by everybody in this league. Well, maybe not in this league. I think people know who Terry McLean really is right now. And that's why certainly NFL defenses know who Terry McLean is. But he's another guy. Now, of course, the man's the next guy who has been all over the news, it seems here lately, and that's one DK Metcalf. Every time we turn around, there's always a new DK Metcalf trade going on. He might go to he might go to Green Bay, he might go to this team, or he's gonna go to that team. Now, DK's in the same boat. His contract, I believe he'll get paid what like four million a year, I think, this year. But he wants a new deal. Now I think DK has said that he will come to the Seattle camp. Now 
See, elsewhere's in there, but DK's not going there. He's not going to be traded. And, and we'll see. We'll see what Seattle's treated Willard. At one point in time, and now we're not going to trade Russell Wilson. And guess what? They're trading Russell Wilson. They've cut Bobby Wagner. What did Wagner do? Wagner goes to the Rams. Just don't know. Now Metcalf, he has been he has played well since he's under Lord. Now again, it's the same boat as how much do you pay a guy like DK Metcalf? And that's in the offense Hall of Fame. But the Seahawks, Seahawks aren't paying that money. He is. Maybe he has been in the top receiver season in this league. Granted, he left Todd Walker on the side, but DK's played well. And I'm sure DK believes he's over a new contract. Now, will that be his maybe 15, 14 million a year? I don't know. Maybe, maybe if all the rumors are true, maybe DK does get traded. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens to be the case. I guess draft time is coming. And there's rumors going around there that if he gets traded, it'll be on Brandon Bowie. I know, I do not know if what a package deal like DK Metcalf would cost, and I'm sure it'll cost certainly something more than that. But for example, for this, there's young receivers. There is with Merritt, and like I said before, the passing game become more of a priority in this day's age in this day's NFL than the running game is. When it comes to you need a hand in it. So but let's be honest. The running game is not the running game used to be it used to be running game and defense. Now it's now it's you have a good enough quarterback, you have that top notch receiver that you can rely on. And I'm sure that's what happened from AJ to DK to Sarah Tony. I'm sure that's probably what they're thinking, seeing themselves. Well this is this, you know, this NFL is him. You know, we won't get paid. But there's been no direction to lose head in the last couple of years. You've got to have that top notch receiver that you can trust. Now whether he's going to get paid or not, I don't know. But we'll see. I'm very interested to see see the number on him now. But you're wrong all over that. I may be things get situated and maybe they come into camp and everything straight and they get their money. But we'll see. You can't, you know, like you can't blame, you can't blame those receivers. They see the NFL going, they want, yeah, they want to, you know, you can't even talk. You get paid what they feel they should get paid, but then like I said, what we're going to all be doing, running game is become non existent. And passing has become the thing. 
Oh, damn, I come my pass first. Give me one second. That's kind of where we seem to be in, but some people seem to be in this town. Yeah. Certainly. I know she's doing the best of luck, and we'll see if they get paid. Not too sure that much. Yeah. As we talk about that, let's talk about another position that seems to be getting paid. And today, the Cleveland Browns announced that it's Extended contract for one Denzel Ward has nearly moved into highest paid cornerback in this league. Now, again, here's another position that gets paid. Now, the big bucks are getting doled out quite a bit. Now, I know some people's minds, some people think that maybe Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in this league. But Denzel, since he's been, since he's come, since he got drafted fourth overall by the Cleveland, by the Cleveland Browns a few years ago. Denzel has lived up to his billing. He has been dinged up a little bit from time to time, but he has lived up to his billing. And certainly, there are some cornerbacks in this year's draft that a lot of teams are looking at long and hard. The biggest name has been what? The guy from the University of uh, Cincinnati, Sauce Gardner, has been a top has been a top pick. Well, he's be a top pick in this draft. Maybe he might go top five or six in this draft. Again, cornerbacks become a big subject. Now, again, the Chargers, they gave J.C. Jackson a nice contract. Then again, I wouldn't blame him because I'm thinking J.C.'s going to have his hands full because he's going to have more weapons when it comes to one Devontae Adams. Now, granted, he has no more Tyreek Hill to cover in that division, but then you have a guy like Keenan Allen's going to have to cover. So there's just some names, some names. Maybe he might have to cover a Mike Williams. Depends on depends on the coverage and whatnot. Then again, where does it end up for them? Corey Sutton, Jerry Judy. Who does he go cover there? But see, again, you look at Denzel Ward now, granted. He does got a little you know, if you look at it, if you look at his own division. My guess is he covers Marcus Wiles. Marcus Wiles was Chris Wiles' number two in the league last year. But the dangerous ones have been the Cincinnati Bengals. Jamar Chase. He's got to cover Jamar Chase. Does he cover T. Higgins? Again. But again, like I said, cornerbacks are hard, hard work. They're a game. They're something that here that you got to do. If you're not a quarterback, you're going to have a good offensive line to pay. But a cornerback, if you don't have that goes through positions, if you don't have that to pay the big bucks for, your team is in trouble. And Cleveland have found a gem in one Denzel, Denzel Ward. And Denzel's getting paid handsomely for his for his services. Maybe more not in this league. Like I said, a lot of people still think Jalen Ramsey's the best cornerback in this league. Again, like I said, you got cornerbacks coming coming out of another draft. Gardner, Stingley, was it a guy they moved up with from the University of Washington? Again, there's there's going to be some cornerbacks in this draft, and I'm sure they're going to go early and often because they're getting ready for the Cardinals. But you got to have a good cornerback, and it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to find one top notch one in this league. But you can find yourself too. You're doing, you're doing well for yourself, for yourself. 
mean, there's some correlations that you can do on popular life. I don't believe they do very well. J.U. Alexander, probably my quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Nobody really talks about Jamal about J.U. J.U. was hurt last year. Played with the four. Okay, he was with the quarterback. He played very well. He's a tight, he's a cornerback that goes under notice. Green Bay Packers and their staff, their coaches, they know how good the guy really is. Here's a guy that goes under notice, and I'm sure on this contract, I'm sure he's going to want the big bucks. Granted, his, this last year's injury might have hurt his chances, but here's another one. What about Kavon Diggs? He comes from a he comes from good good school, University of Alabama. But here's a guy that picked off what ten running backs or what like ten running passes this year. If he can keep, I don't know if he's gonna pick off ten or more balls this year, but if he can pick off a good five or six passes this year from Montgomery, he's gonna want the big bucks at some point down the road. But again, quarterbacks are a position you swing and you play for. You go up and down, up and down, up and down. Other things with the Red quarterback, and like I said, this year's draft, you've got a few quarterbacks that are going to be, that are going to be teams to look at. Gardner, Boise guy from Duluth, from Clemson. People talk about him. Stanley. But there's a lot of guys that people are going to talk, are going to talk about this year's draft. And quarterbacks, don't get shocked if they go early and often. I know people, I know offensive tackles, are, are also going to be pretty good in this year's draft. But again, cornerbacks, they always have the last several years have become a hot, have become a hot, hot subject. You've got to have that top notch. You've got to have that number one quarterback, cornerback, to take care of that top receiver on somebody else's team. And then the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins understand that. That's why Howard got an extension in his contract, because they know the type of player can be, the type, you know, what he can do. Again, there was a point in time with Stephon Gilmore was the defensive player of the year two years ago. The, the Patriots traded for him because they knew the type of talent that that could There's a lot of there's again, like I said before, cornerbacks are hard. They're hard to come out in this league. If you can get a good one, you want to hold on to them. You want to hold on to them, you should. Because again, like I said before, like I've said just enough, just in the last segment alone, if you got a number one receiver, and if you don't have a number one top notch receiver, you're going to you got to realize. This is a passing league now. They move sometimes down the back seat. And guess what? If passing is first, guess what you gotta have? You gotta have a pass rush. And you gotta have a number one quarterback take to take on that number one receiver. And Denzel Ward is getting paid that money to be that guy for whoever quarterbacks face this coming season and beyond. We shall see if 
and then the one with it is up to the height is that big listen to the money is repaying by declaring burnouts. He's out wasting money for a cordless phone, but now the pressure's on and making bucks is all the needs. We shall see Denzel can do it. My congratulations to Denzel. I'm an Ohio State fan. Denzel's from Ohio State. Congratulations, Denzel. Even though you're playing Cleveland, my sister I'm being a fan. First of all, deserves money. Best of luck to you. Same on the subject of quarterbacks. Let's talk about him. I just brought this down kind of very clean. Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore has found himself a new team. That'll be the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the one thing I will give Chris Fowler and his and his front office is they seem to have a pretty. They seem to have a knack at the very last minute to pick up quality players. And a lot of people thought was it Xavier Rhodes. People thought when he left Minnesota that he was he was no more good. He was shell of himself. But they, they took a chance on him and he produced for them very well. Now we go to Stephon Gilmore. You know, Stephon went to the Panthers. He was kind of dinged up, but when he got himself healthy, he played. He was productive again. Now he goes to the goes to the Colts, and the Colts have one of the better defenses in the NFL. A lot of people don't really realize that they're kind of underrated. They're under the radar as far as defenses, but they have one of the better defenses in the league. They got a top ten defense in this league. Had the Colts' problem. The Colts' problem has been you go from Carlson Wentz now to Matt Ryan. Now Matt Ryan, yes, Matt Ryan is an upgrade for Carlson Wentz. You got. One of, the, one of the top three or four running backs in his league and Jonathan Taylor. There's nothing wrong with that. He's an offensive mind. My thing with Colts is is when court is the is the receiving play. Other than Pittman, I'm not other than Michael Pittman, I'm not really sold on on the receiving core for the Colts. But you have to wonder. The thing about the Colts is you have to look at the Colts. I wonder if the Colts can start look you know one guy comes to mind when I mention him earlier. What about Jarvis Landry? The Colts have a, have a knack of picking up these players at the very last minute. What about Jarvis Landry going to the Colts? You can't please Pittman and Landry. That's better than what you had, I think, last year with Landry. Landry would be an upgrade. Now, whether Chris Fowler, Frank Wright can come to believe that Landry or somebody else can be that upgrade to help to help him take it over the top. I don't know. But I think it's something that that's something that the Colts should look should look into to get another receiver and get the receiver in that they can for a bargain based replace. They've had success in the past of getting of getting people to come in for next to nothing and have them produce. Or they just give up give up on them. They come in, they do the job and do it very well. We'll see if the Colts can um, continue with that success with one Stephon Gilmore. But again, like I just, like I just said, you know, Stephon is two years removed from being a defensive player of the year and he just called him last year. Stephon can still produce. He can still do well enough. You're in the and Branch, you're in, you're in the same area. 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 You're in the same area.
I love Jackson Griffin, or Anderson Duclair, or any of the captains of Sam Duclair, which scared me to death. But Gilmore can at least be, Gilmore can at least be covered without an A.J. Green. You don't know if Fang is or doesn't. I know if Fang is dead out, walking in. What the Cardinals are doing? Excuse me, not the Cardinals, but the Colts. There's one guy out there, Taco Landry, Julio Jones. You can bring Julio Jones in, put him X amount, and maybe Julio. Well, think about it. Julio, Matt Ryan again. Hmm. Interesting thought there. Maybe the Cardinals, you know, maybe maybe the Colts should take a look at Julio Jones. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Ryan Magic, a lot of years on the Falcons. Here he is not doing so for us. A couple of seasons because of injury. The body's taking a toll. The body is beat up. It's taking a toll on him. But if you can bring Julio Jones in for minimum amount, Julio can be a hundred in a second year. Julio can be can do wonders. For this team, for the Colts, if he can stay healthy and produce, that's the biggest thing. But again, just my two cents. But like I said before, time to show everybody's got an opinion, right? If, Col- if the Colts don't end up healthy, they don't want to bring people in, and they may not want to at the last minute, pick that guy out, put him in, put him in line, and make it somehow produce. But again, Colts, yeah, the Colts will be back against the wall this year. After the, after the fade act last year, they should have made the playoffs. But again, they didn't do it because of Carlson Wentz. And I'm sure Frank Reich's job, I'm sure Frank is on the hot seat. Maybe Chris Long's on the hot seat. Carlson's got, have got to up their game. And we'll see if Gilmore ends up being another diamond in the rough, if he ends up being another one of those players that the Colts steal again. Well, maybe not for a cheap price, but let's just say it's a, a price that affordable to those Colts. Now for me, I can't I can't leave my viewers without without a food for thought. Now, being a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and people know that I bashed on most of this past season's podcast, I busted, I stayed on, and I badmouthed my Bengals a lot because I didn't think they had what it took. And yeah, they survived and did go to the Super Bowl. But we talked about wide receivers, and let's talk about an important part, and that's one of T. Higgins. Now, Higgins played out of Vegas. He's got a torn, a burnt, yeah, labrum in his shoulder. Now, they said that he would be fine. He was ready to go by, by camp. Now, I, my thing is, is it a concern to me? It might not be a concern to most Bengals fans, but to me it's a concern. He did have surgery. I don't know, maybe I can't, he might have had surgery a couple months ago. But you know, he's looking to. But yeah, he's looking to uh, come to camp. Now, I know he hurt his shoulder early part of last season. He missed some games. He came back. He wasn't completely a hundred percent, so to speak. But 
You may have been playing while they knocked me down, so I'm five and oh since and the awards in eight and two movies. It might have been he might have been the best receiver for not Jamar Chase. And to me, in some degree, I've always felt that Higgins may have been the better receiver, maybe a better receiver than Jamar Chase. I'm sure some people from the Colts will not have that out there. But my fantasy concerns have been coming into me all season. I know some people said I shouldn't worry too much or or maybe, you know, I shouldn't put too many confidence in him. I'm worried because he's coming into the offseason program and he's hurt. That shoulder, that shoulder that he had surgery on could be, it could, you know, it could linger on. It could, it could linger on into preseason. That's the thing. Too many probably playing preseason teams because a lot of people in the NFL, NFL teams, they'll play their veterans on their best players in preseason anyway. And then they win the rest of their postseason. My concern is an injury is an injury. Injuries can't linger. And for me, the big one being T. Higgins. Ryan Higgins, they got Jamar Chase as the man. You know, he's a top receiver. Well, yeah, you can make that you can make that assessment. You could be right on that. But the problem is, to me, T. Higgins is just as good as one Jamar Chase. He is just as good. But at the end of the day, I think he is still one of the better receivers in the league. He's underrated, but to me it's a concern that he's not for that shoulder. But the big old thing is a concern. It's a big concern to me that he is hurt. And to me, any injury, I know, I get it. Here we are in April. We're right, we're right before the draft. And it's a concern to me that he is hurt. Because you need that you need those those three receivers. Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. They were a big reason last year. Well, Joe Mixon also as well were a big part of why that offense clicked last year for the Cincinnati Bengals. And you do miss any part of that receiving core, any part of that offense, it is a concern. I know it's early, but it's a it, but it's a hurt. He's got a torn. He's trying to recover from an injury from the shoulder injury, and to me, it's a concern. I don't care how people this is that angle fans will receive it. It's a concern. It's a huge concern to me. Can he recover in time? I'm sure you know that's a possibility because you know how modern medicine is nowadays and everything else. But to now, but for me, it's a concern, and I certainly hope, I hope that team recovers in time and puts together another thousand yard season. But any type of injury at this stage is a con- is a concern to me, no matter how you, no matter how you, how you look at it, it's a concern to me. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep going on and on and on about it until. Until he is a hundred percent, hundred percent healthy, it worries me. Yeah, it does. Since I'm a fans, you should be worried too. Relational, that is all I have time for this podcast. Uh, take care of yourselves, and I'll see you again soon.